Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I have a partner now and I had to practice quite a bit on being vulnerable to ask and allow to be nurtured and supported. Like I'm worthy of that. And what does that feel like? Because I have to be honest, it was completely foreign to me. Hey, my name is Veronica Cisneros, and I am a licensed marriage and family therapist, a mama of three girls, and married for 23 years. I am obsessed with helping you navigate through the seasons of marriage, helping couples like you break free from feeling like roommates. I will teach you the secrets to having a healthy marriage by providing tools and tips to help you reconnect in a way that you can't keep your hands off each other, where flirting and kissing is the norm in your household. Setting intentional time to date, get to know and support each other's dreams and goals so that you can grow together without keeping score or judging one another. Where you feel seen and heard even when you disagree. Where arguments end with mutual respect and understanding. Where you work together to build and strengthen your family so no one feels like they're carrying the weight of the family on their own. These are the necessary skills your children need for you to model so that they develop healthy relationships and thrive in life. This is the Empowered and Unapologetic Podcast. Welcome to the Empowered and Unapologetic Podcast. I am your host, Veronica Cisneros. Today's guest is a licensed RTT therapist, clinical hypnotherapist, coach, and energy healer, and the CEO and founder of Christina. I'm going to need your help. What is it called? (laughs) Just Christina L. Woods. It's easy. (laughs) Christina L. Woods. We practiced. We rehearsed right before and totally missed it. She combines her background in corporate leadership along with her life experiences in dealing with trauma and abandonment to empower other women to trust their intuition and set themselves free of self-doubt. She has been honing her intuition and spiritual and energy practice throughout her entire life. And it is this experience, knowledge, and wisdom that she brings to every client. Through deep hypnotherapy and coaching work, she empowers women to shed old programming so they can live the life they deserve. Please help me by welcoming Christina Woods. Hey, Christina. Hey, thanks so much. I love it. Thanks for having me. So I'm so excited to have you on. Um, I was reading, I was doing a little bit of research um, and background on you, and I realized, holy moly, like she was totally a badass in the corporate world, and then took this huge leap um, and started her own business and went after like her dreams. Can you share with us your story? Yeah, I would love to. And it's, you know, it's, uh, 
I'm a I'm a mom. I'm a working mom. I had a 30 year corporate career, and just to kind of backtrack a little bit because I think it leads to my story. I grew up. I was the oldest of four, single mom, Italian single mom, and you know, self care, personal needs. That was just not anything that was ever mentioned. Yeah. It was like a badge of honor if you didn't have self-care and, you know, your family came first and, you know, you're not supposed to have self-needs and that's, you know, that's just, forget about it. Yeah. Um, forget about it with an Italian accent. So I grew up with a lot of responsibility very, very quickly. And what happened throughout my childhood and growing up was I learned very quickly that if I'm a you know, a good girl and I also get good grades and I'm very hyper vigilant and I assess the room and what does everybody need, things are a little bit better. So I got good grades. I went to college. I climbed the corporate ladder very quickly. I was the vice president. I had hundreds of people reporting to me. I became super mom. Um, I would leave pages and pages of notes for my husband when I would travel for work you know, make this vegetable, do this, mm -hmm. you know, very like uh, hypervigilant about everything. And it came to a point, I, I literally was pulling weeds in my backyard in my pajamas. So just imagine, you know, my mix match TJ Maxx pajamas yep. pulling weeds totally see it. and dog poops in the air. <laughs> the kids didn't pick up the dog poop because, you know, they want the dog, but they don't want to take care of it. And I heard a voice and call it God, spirit, whatever you want to call it. And it literally said to me, when are you going to stop really focusing on what everybody else wants you, what everybody else, all the other things to make you happy and focus on what makes you happy. Yeah. And it, it stopped me in my tracks. And I was a little bit annoyed because I thought, are you joking? I have worked so hard. I'm exhausted yeah. trying to make this perfect life. And I, I was married 20 years at that time. I had two beautiful boys. I live in Huntington Beach. Yeah. I have a beautiful house. I had six figures in the bank with big fat bonuses, bought the big pool. You know, I'm like, you know, this is, this is like, everyone thought, oh my gosh, you've got it made. I've got a pretty car, all these things. But I've got to be honest, I, my marriage was literally falling apart I was on medication for anxiety. I was spending too much. I was eating terrible. I was, you know, I could go down the list. So it was really just at that point, everything was just falling apart. And I really had to think hard about the patterns I saw in my life. Yeah. And I had this belief all the time, this guilt, constant guilt like I'm bad, I'm not good, I'm not a good mom, mm -hmm. I'm always working, What's what are all these things? So I just went deep into these patterns and I realized so much of what I felt was these invisible barriers, these invisible beliefs that I never knew I had because I'd covered them up with perfectionism, good grades, you know, the good career. And what I found was a, a person who believed she was never enough and it didn't matter what career I had, how much money was in the bank, what I made for dinner, you know, what I put under the Christmas tree and the pretty, you know, coffee cake I made that I always thought, oh, I'm going to keep this tradition going. It means I'm, you know, I'm a great nurturer. Yeah. Um, no, I never felt enough and I was always seeking validation outside. And so through that process of building validation from the inside, um, mm -hmm. My marriage did not make it, but what made it was this woman inside who started to 
build self-love and compassion for herself. And from there, I did have the courage. I mean, at this point that I'm single, I have a mortgage, I have kids in college and you know, you still got tuition, you still have got all these things. Mm -hmm. And I, I really wanted to show my boys, I have two boys, you know, what love is and compassion and you can turn your life around and you can start to love yourself. And what does that look like? Yeah. Because I certainly didn't want, you know, my parents were divorced and that was the last thing I wanted. No one wants that for their children. So that was sort of one of the stories and, you know, becoming an empty nester, I'm sure you work with a lot of clients that is very jolting. Um, it's, you have this identity. So that was another little breakthrough I had to move through, but it was through a lot of self-compassion and love and dismantling these stories and beliefs I had about myself of not being enough and identifying that I actually am enough and, and really healing a lot of trauma I had. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I think, you know, as a high achieving women, we just stay laser focused on getting things done. Um, and, oh, sure. right. And we stay focused on, well, everybody else is going through this, you know, and this is just sort of the norm. Um, you know, everybody just puts their head down and then just works and then skips meals and holds their pee for three hours. You know, it's um, so true. Right. I mean, yeah. it's not just me that does it. Um, like everybody does that. I just need to go ahead and just nail down, get this done. And then I can go pee and then I can go eat and then I can whatever. Um, yeah. And so, would you say, like, with regards to, because um, one topic we do focus on is marriage, would you say, like, would you say this was your part in the demise of the relationship um, with with being laser focused um, on on work, on tasks? Like, how would you phrase yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah, you know, my part was that I had a belief I had to I had to do everything on my own and that you know, I no one would would ever be there to support me. And 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 you know, the way I was raised and and survived was believing I'm on my own. And so I I really I really I got to be right, you know, even though I had a partner that was there the core belief inside of me was he's really just not going to be there. It's something I better do this on my own. And you push someone in a way enough and you just laser focus on doing it on your own all the time. You know, they're not going to help you make dinner. You're not going to ask for help. You're just going to like push them aside. So that was my part. I just was like, I can do it better. They like how I do it better. You know, no, he doesn't do it how I do it. He's a different person. So I didn't even allow that in because I I didn't even know how to ask for help. Um, I have a partner now and I had to practice quite a bit on being vulnerable to ask and allow to be nurtured and supported. Like I'm worthy of that. And what does that feel like? Because I have to be honest, it was completely foreign to me. Yeah. And for many of my clients, that is not comfortable. You know, with hypnosis, now I know in the subconscious mind, our mind moves towards what's familiar and what's unfamiliar. That was just not familiar to me. That was not safe. And that was my part. I would, the following question, because as you're saying that, you know, I have to do it. I'm the one who has to take charge. I can't tell you how many women say that in couples therapy, you know, in coaching. So my question to you is, why didn't you trust him? 
Like, why didn't you trust him to go ahead and help you carry that weight? Why didn't you trust him to provide that support? Yeah, it it, it was a, a lack of, it, it was unhealed, unhealed trauma, unhealed pain, um, abandonment issues that I hadn't healed, you know, um, just things that I had buried and wasn't even aware that I had buried. I had just really been buzzing through life so fast and not allowed myself to slow down. And what, what's so funny about it was that I've always had what I thought until recently was a spiritual component in my life. I had, I had done some meditation, gone to yoga retreats. I had lots of self-help books on the shelf, but I sort of skirted around going deep within myself. And I was afraid to do that. I was afraid of therapy. I was afraid of, well, what are they going to find out about me? To be honest. Am I going to like myself after it? Right. I was scared. I was scared. It's like, you know, and we talked about couples therapy and I was scared because it's like, well, they're going to find out something about me that you might not like. I mean, I'm being honest. I'm being vulnerable. And I know a lot of people feel that way. And, you know, and so it's funny now I'm, I'm doing this with, with clients and I'm being so vulnerable here, you know, and, and so it was really more that I didn't, trust and love myself. I was not being vulnerable. Bingo. Yeah. I asked that question because a lot of people will go to, oh, well, it was his fault. He, you know, if he would have picked up more of the slack, you know, I told him what to do. I I get that a lot. You know, I told him if he would have done this, this, and this, then I would trust him. How could I trust him? He wasn't even doing this, this, and this. And you went straight to, there was a lot of unhealed pain. And I was Yeah, it took me a while to get there. Girl, don't get me wrong. <laughs> right here. Me too. Me too. You know, because I, I didn't used to say that. No. I used to say, well, I told him a hundred times he didn't do it that way. He did it wrong. <laughs> it's his fault. It's his let's look at his shit. Why are we looking at my shit? I'm I got right, all my right. shit organized. Um He fell asleep on the couch. Exactly. Um, but I love, I love, and I'm 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 glad we're we're talking about this because Ladies, if, if you find yourself like similar to Christina in, you know, just she felt overworked. And one thing she was able to recognize is that she was doing it to herself. And mm-hmm. one area, and this, this goes for all of us. I've a thousand percent been here. I'm, you know, we don't have enough time to go through my shit, but I've, I've covered it. <laughs> I've covered it in other podcast episodes, been very, very vulnerable and covered it in other podcast episodes. But Ultimately, one thing I often say is it starts with us. You want change in mm-hmm. your relationship, whatever relationship it is, friendship, family, you know, your partner, relationship with yourself, it literally starts with you. And so it's just yes. it's it's reassuring I, well, I shouldn't say it's reassuring. It's it's a beautiful thing that right now Christina you were able to say I wasn't willing to look at my stuff. And I wasn't willing right. to I you know, even though therapy was mentioned I wasn't in a space where I was ready to allow somebody else in. I wasn't allowing my husband in. How would I, how would I allow this therapist in? Right? Yeah. No, everything had to dismantle and, and I had to hit rock bottom. Yes. I had to hit rock bottom. And, you know, I'm sure because I don't believe everybody has to hit rock bottom. I, you know, my marriage, I don't know what would have happened had I done these things sooner. And, you know, and, and so, you know, I'm in a beautiful relationship Mm -hmm. now. Do we do couples therapy? Yeah, we do. Mm -hmm. And do I had do therapy 
one-on-one? Yeah, I yeah. do. And I have energy healers. I have coaches. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of support. Mm-hmm. And I will always do those things mm-hmm. because that's important and I need it. And I get off track and I get triggered and I'm human and I need to get back on track. And, oh, yeah, I remember that tool. And, mm-hmm. you know, and I work with clients every day and do this. But life and things happen. And you sometimes you get sucked back into something. It's like, wait a second. I, I recognize things so much quicker now and, and, and want to support myself and, and really, I want to feel love. I want to let those things in. Mm-hmm. And it's so much better when we have, you know, other people supporting us. And we also, now I'm not as exhausted in terms of running around people pleasing the world because, you know, you, when you let things in and you know, my validation doesn't come from the outside, you know, I I had that career and and now I get to have just as dynamic of a career, but my validation isn't like, I want my clients to be successful, but I also know I'm worthy despite (laughs) this successful career, which is pretty cool. A thousand percent. And that worthiness is not dependent on someone else. It's this enti- this yeah. practice of self-validation. Yeah. And, you know, the first thing one of my clients will always say when they reach out is, I have so much to be grateful for. I can't even believe I'm calling you. Yes. I feel bad. Mm-hmm. I feel so bad. I think, why are we apologizing that you want a little support and help or feel better in an area or you want to ask for that raise and and you can tell it's hard for you, but they have to apologize for all the things that are good. I shouldn't want this. I shouldn't need help in this because I have healthy kids. So therefore I should want this. It's like, what? I know looking for the right therapist can be challenging. However, feeling overwhelmed and disconnected is even harder. Life is filled with several twists and turns, some more severe than others. We do our best to handle them as they come and find ourselves at a loss, not knowing what to do or who to turn to. The clinicians here at Outside the Norm Counseling are here to help. We are here to assist you through this time of need. Together, we will identify your strengths and goals and teach you healthy coping skills. Together, we will develop a plan to help you live the life you want to live. Our team is compassionate, genuine, and we take a great deal of pride in providing an empathetic, non-judgmental approach to all of our clients. It's time you've waited long enough, whether it be for you, your child, or if you're in need of a couple session, we are highly trained clinicians ready to guide you. Schedule an appointment now by calling 951-395-3288. Again, that number is 951-395-3288. We're looking forward to meeting you and being a part of your journey. Yeah. Or, you know, I, common. or I should already know how to do this. I should already know how to right. do this. I should be able to make That's time common. for this. I should be able to blah. Yeah. And the reality is, well, for one, you've been working your ass off and you keep on moving that damn goalpost. And so, yeah, and yes. very sure we, we, you know, maybe not should, but we can have those things. But if you don't sit the hell down and look at what you have and created so far, well, how can we even get to that next step when you're, running with, you know, your head caught off, you know, and just continuously running and not sitting down to reset and plan or design what you want the rest of your life to look like. 
you're being told. Good point. Good right? point. Yes. One of my girlfriend, one of my friends, um, she's really, really, she's a really good friend and colleague. Um, her and I, we went um, away just um, two weeks ago and her and I both, um, we have two businesses and, um, you know, the main purpose of this getaway was what what do we actually want to do? What do we want to do with our life? You know, we have these two businesses. We're both therapists. Um, we're married. We have kids. Um, and so like, what do we want life to look like? And mm. we're both overachievers. Like we were at poolside with a notebook, writing notes, doing exercises. Yeah. Um, and it was so interesting because what we both found out about ourselves, because of course we're both therapists. So we were both hosting, holding therapy sessions, <laughs> you know, <laughs> let's go ahead and take that one deeper. I, you said this, right? Yeah. We're, we're totally supporting one right? another. My kids call it therapizing. Are you therapizing me? Um, yeah, we were totally That's therapizing funny. each other. Um, and it was so interesting because we noticed those patterns and I love how you said, it was, um, and I wrote it down, never felt enough and seeking validation from others. Where would you say that comes from for you? So I, I, I think, you know, to no fault of how I, you know, my mom, I had teen, teenage parents and, you know, my mom was 17 when she had me and then quickly had many other kids. And, and my dad, um, was pretty much the same age. Yeah. And so, you know, they didn't know what they were doing no. and I was the oldest. No. And so just again, uh, I was, I was on my own a lot mm -hmm. and having to figure things out. And so I, I, I think m my mom went through a lot of growing up in front of me and a lot of, what I did was make sure she was okay. And yes. a lot of calming down things at home and just, you know, calming, putting out fires at home. And yeah. so, you know, you learn, you don't know you're doing it. You don't know you're learning it, but you very quickly learn what's going to make life safe and happy at home. And so, you know, if I do this and I do that, then things are going to be happy and calm and I'm going to feel safe. Yes. And so that's really just, and, and I did it in the corporate world, the things I put up with, the cultures I put up with. Isn't it crazy? And I think many people do. We recreate yeah. our childhood. Isn't that crazy? Like literally 100%. we recreate our childhood. Sorry. When I look back at the bosses and the people and the corporate things I put up with in the three o'clock in the morning and, oh, sure, it's okay to text me. And, you know, it's midnight on Saturday night. Yeah, I'll do that spreadsheet. Um, you know, this is the things I allowed in because- you know, oh, sure, I'll put that fire out and yeah. it's in another department. And yeah. So, you know, I thought, oh, they love me. They love me. Yeah. I'm so good. <laughs> I'm so great at my job. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm the only one. Yeah, I know, right? I'm the only one. <laughs> so, right. Right. So, you know, it was that. And um, I also grew up with this um, mindset that, you know, my work was my validation and also a, a mindset about money that, um, you know, we, we were living paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. And so my mindset and culture around money was just that, like, uh-oh, um, mm -hmm. I better hustle, hustle, mm -hmm. hustle, mm -hmm. and it's going to go away. So it, it didn't matter how much I was making. And that also influenced my spending habits. So I had to do a lot of work around that yes. because, um, and it caused a lot of fights in my marriage mm -hmm. because 
you know, rightfully so, my spending habits were toxic. And I, I knew it. I didn't understand it. And I didn't know how to control it. And I did have to get really deep and look at some hard things about that. And when I really looked and thought, I'm filling a gap, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to make myself feel better, but why do I keep doing this? It's not making me feel better. It's making me feel worse when yeah. I look at the credit card bill. And it really came down to a deep mindset of, of like, I'm not going to have it, so I have to spend it. It was a lack mindset, a scarcity mindset. And it, it came down to, in hypnosis, I found a lot of these stories about, well, you better spend it now because you might not have it later. Yes. And stories of, you know, mom's a waitress and if you get lunch money, it depended on how many tips she got the night before. And you don't get lunch money if she didn't have any tips. Yeah. Um, and so I heal, you know, you heal that and you can reframe things and rewrite your childhood with some of the methods that we have now with therapy and, and, and rewire, rewire and help you know, that inner child feels safe. Yeah. And it's crazy because like, as you're going through your childhood, um, I'm like, holy shit, were we sisters? Because I, <laughs> I like, I, and, and most women, I did this series on high achieving women and it was this podcast series on high achieving women and their struggles. And everybody said the same thing. And it was like, oh my God, I know this is, I, and I, I watched this TikTok video cause that's where I get like all of my latest news and, um, words of wisdom. Um, and, <laughs> and, um, it was, there was, um, one of my friends had, had, had mentioned to me or had showed me, I don't remember that you just, you know, high achievers need just enough trauma where it's not necessarily that they go over the edge or they're addicts, but they they need just that right amount of trauma to mm. make them high achievers because they're looking for validation in the work that they do and this level of appreciation. But then when people look at them and validate them and appreciate them, they're like, no, 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 I'm not done yet. Look the other way. Let me go ahead and fix this or let me go ahead and outperform. And then you could look at me, you know, but it's just this oh, constant, so right? True. It's so, so true. And I'm, it's, I'm listening yeah. to you right now and listening to your childhood and it's like, holy shit, it totally makes sense. She recreated her childhood and now her boss, yep. you know, is her dad or her mom, you know, and uh -huh. of course I'm going to please and appease you at three o'clock in the morning. You know, um, I was not <laughs> sleeping. That's for the week. Who sleeps? I'm good. I'm not trying to be at a little league game or anything. Oh, yeah. Never. Or, you know, with my kids that I haven't seen all week. No, yeah. Never. I'm not at the little league game typing up the report that you asked for. Like, oh, that's absurd. All that. Right. And so with all of that, obviously it, it has taught us a whole hell of a lot. And it's, I mean, we're pretty successful. So it's gotten us, it's gotten us somewhere. We're kicking and screaming and maybe one freaking burnt casserole away from like absolutely losing our <laughs> shit. Right. Um, but what would you say is the greatest lesson from your childhood that you were able to turn from dysfunctional to healthy? Hmm. Greatest lesson. You know, I, that's such a good question. <laughs> There's so many. I, I think deep down, I've always had a big heart and I always, I always was able to connect with people and actually intuition is something that actually is enhanced when you, when you yep. live in a home that has some trauma. Yeah. 
And, and I use my intuition. I mean, I'm a medical intuitive. I'm a Reiki healer. I'm an energy healer. I, I, you, I never would have imagined all these things in my life now that I, so I, I'm a, a really, I think a pretty cool bridge between some pretty practical corporate business acumen and woo, because, you know, I don't look like a energy healer, nose rings and feathers hanging out. I, you know, look like a mom, I'm a mom. So, you know, we mix these two, but you know, my intuition was something I could, I could walk in a room and I knew exactly how my mom was, what was going yeah. on, the yeah. vibe, um, who I needed to what be. to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Mm-hmm. So that was honed very early. Yeah. That's a gift. Yeah. And, um, so now I know, I know I can tune in very quickly. I ground myself. I have a morning routine that I just know I have to stick to. Yeah. I know my nervous system now very well because of my childhood. Yeah. And I know that I have to honor my nervous system. I have to calm it down. I have to ground it or I'll just spin out. Yep. And I, I know that there's toxic masculine energy that can, I can drive my business like a crazy woman if I want, or I can actually tune in and ground myself and get shit done in a less toxic Mm -hmm. way where I have some sanity and balance and I can nurture and allow support and help. And, you know, this divine feminine badass also, you know, I mean, there's some, there's a balance there Mm -hmm. because the toxic part isn't even paying attention to all the glory and beauty around me. So you got to have both because the other one was just too much, you know, tunnel vision and didn't even see the beauty around her. Bingo. Um, I love the fact that you went straight to intuition. I I would, Mm. I would say that's one of my biggest lessons as well. Like my dad. Oh, good. mm -hmm, My dad was a um, heroin addict, an alcoholic Mm. and a hardcore gang member. Um, Wow. And so watching like, coming into the house and, you know, maybe there's allegedly, okay, FBI or police that are listening. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> my dad's passed. My dad's passed. But like, you know, um, I remember there would be like people that were really, really dangerous in my house. Yes. You know, um, that were also gang members. And mm-hmm. um, I remember those dynamics happening and like, this was just the norm you know? And so it was like, okay, when this person talks to you, use this approach instead of this one, you know? And then when you're in this room or if you're hearing something, find a way to shut that out. Don't personalize it. And then figure out a way to go ahead and go from A to Z. And then- Think about that. Yes. Right. And so that intuition has that intuition. And then me going through it when, and I- and, you know, I'm sure this is the same for you when I'm with, you know, my clients and I'm in session and they're processing through childhood trauma or they're processing through their pain. It's like, holy shit. I totally remember when I was in that, mm-hmm. that, that feeling, maybe not that exact yes. scenario. Right. But I can like, I can literally, like, as you're saying, my, I wouldn't, you know, my lunch money depended on, you know, whether or not my mom, you know, made enough money as yeah. tips right away. I thought, holy shit. Same with my dad. My dad was a barber. And if he got a really good amount, I can be the cool kid that buys lunch. But if not, then I'm totally going to the lunch line where, 
I got lunch for free because we free. Right. So it was yep. like that determined my day and how I'm going to go about manipulating it. So my friends don't see that I'm getting free lunch and I can say I paid for it. Right. Like you try exactly, to adapt. Exactly. I get to bring a ding dong and look like the other kids today. Otherwise, nope. Yep. I got to have the, the lunch that people make fun of. I get it. Yep. Yeah. That intuition and, um, and, but using it as a gift instead of a yes. survival, you know, and, yes. and I do Switching use it with it clients. I use it in life and use it as a gift. So mm-hmm. let's go ahead and talk about hypnotherapy with your clients. And so this is right here, what sets you apart from other hypnotherapists and other, right? Other people that do the coaching that you do, because you've, you're able to tap into both areas and you have that familiarity and you're able to build up the rapport with your clients quickly. So take me through the experience your clients get when working with you. Yeah. So we really just, you know, very quickly for, you know, whatever they want to work on, we all have, you know, our conscious and our subconscious mind. And in our subconscious, we have these beliefs. And so whatever anyone wants to achieve, if it's love or money or self-esteem or confidence, which is everyone wants those things, right? Whatever, whatever they're focusing on is we go through a process of finding out what are those invisible barriers in the subconscious mind. So it feels like a meditation. If, you know, a lot of people see, I know when I said I was going to be a hypnotherapist, my boys were like, oh my gosh, mom, you're like the guy at the fair (laughs) on stage, you know, acting silly. But, um, it's like a meditation process and our mind, we are so incredible. Our mind, when we ask the right questions and we relax the chitty chatter that thinks it knows everything and it, it, we just relax that part, our mind will show us exactly where we created these beliefs Mm that make us not feel good enough or smart enough or whatever the belief is that's blocking that thing that we are worthy of. So the money, the love, whatever, because we want love, but we don't want to be vulnerable and and express our feelings. So those two things right there, we can't be in two lanes. We got to be in one lane. They're going to, we're going to sabotage it. That's what sabotage is, is when we want one thing, but you know, I want to lose weight, but I don't want to be sexy because last time I was sexy, bad things happened. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well then guess what? You're going to eat you know, cookies at 11 o'clock at night and you're going to sabotage it. Mm -hmm. So we go through that process. And in hypnosis, I I do a lot of coaching to support that process because when you are going through a shift of believing one thing and trying to believe another thing, I'll give you an audio recording to listen to because the science part is you listen to something over and over and we create a new neuropathway. Great. But the real world is you're changing your belief. You go out, you know, downstairs in the kitchen, somebody says something and you're triggered (laughs) or, you know, you get angry or you get agitated because your mind is like, I know you're trying to express yourself, Mm -hmm. but that's not a good idea because, you know, that's not safe. So I'm always working with clients at least once a week while they're adapting and changing. And Mm -hmm. we're doing a lot of deep inner work, inner child, inner parent, energy movement, clearing. Um, If it's in someone's you know, interests, I'll do past life regression and Reiki and moving energy out because we're physical beings and energetic beings. And both of those things together can really move these things Mm -hmm, quickly mm -hmm. for people. So it's kind of a combination of all of it, depending on, you know, some people say, don't talk about that woo stuff and that's good too. Yeah. I love that. I, yeah, it's very effective and very powerful. 
For somebody that wants to work with you, how can they find you? So my website is christinalwoods.com and I've got a great freebie audio on there, a hypno meditation they can check out. And it's not going to send you on a wild ride. It's just a little meditation. You can check things out. And um, I would love it. I also always offer a free hour for people. Um, They can go to book.christinaelwoods.com and just ask me questions or talk about whatever's on their mind. Any women that our listeners want to talk about their lives and, and I'm happy to answer their questions. What is the one main question that you get often? Why do I sabotage or, or why why can't I? Yeah, why I've already worked on this. Why does it keep coming up? Why is this tricky book coming back? <laughs> yeah, I'm sick of it. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's you know what? No one needs to feel bad. It's just we, we fix things here at the surface level. We get frustrated. But when you go to the root, mm-hmm. it's like pulling weeds. If you chop them off at the top, they're just going to grow back. Mm-hmm. Go to the root. Go to the cause. Yeah. And if we want to follow you on social media, where can we find you? Thanks for asking. On Instagram, it's Christina.lwoods. So at Christina.lwoods. Awesome. You guys have to go ahead and book her for that free hour because I'm going to tell you right now, you're going to want more. You're going to totally want more. (laughs) Christina, thank you so much for just having an open, vulnerable conversation with me and for allowing you know, our listeners to go ahead and hear that badass women, you know, we're all struggling in different areas, but with real help, we're able to go ahead and take it to the next level so that we can live the life we actually want to live versus what we feel forced to live. So thank you so much. It's true. Thank you, Veronica. Raise your hand if you are ready to level up your marriage for 2023. Do you find that you're spending your time together with your husband checked out and in front of the TV? I know you're ready for tangible strategies that actually get you results. Reignite the spark in your marriage. Have fun and grow together. Well, I hope you have your hand raised at this minute because I have something special for you. I'm introducing my brand new six question marriage predictor quiz that's gonna give you personalized results to catapult you into the next stage of your marriage journey. That means you'll receive the results to where your marriage can get the best help. If you've got just one minute, head to veronicacisneros.org forward slash quiz. Again, that's veronicacisneros.org forward slash quiz. And you could take my brand new quiz, Marriage Predictor. Get your results delivered right to your email address. Again, that's veronicacisneros.org forward slash quiz, veronicacisneros.org forward slash quiz. What's up, ladies? Just want to let you guys know that your ratings and reviews for this podcast are greatly appreciated. If you love this podcast, please go to iTunes right now, write a review, rate the episode, and subscribe. Don't forget to share it with your friends.
I'm Madeline, and I'm the host of the Happiest Sober Podcast. I got sober in my 20s after a decade of gray area drinking, and the greatest plot twist of all time was realizing that alcohol, the thing that I thought made my life the most happy and fun and exciting, was actually the exact thing preventing me from living my happiest and best life. My mom is 40 years sober, and she joins me on my podcast very often. I like to call her my part-time co-host, and I also bring you solo episodes where I share my top tips, tricks, and mindset shifts in sobriety, and lots of how-tos for navigating all the things sober, from weddings to parties to holidays to bachelorette parties to trips. I'm also joined by so many guests who come on and share their sober stories, and they're all so, so inspiring. I'm here to show you that life doesn't end when you quit drinking. In fact, it's very much the opposite. And no matter what your relationship was with alcohol, life can be the absolute happiest when you're sober. New episodes come out every Tuesday. You can listen to Happiest Sober Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.